from Yawa. This is Two Takes on a Pod. Hello, and welcome back to Two Takes on a Pod. My name is Osai. And my name is Falaren. This is our podcast where we give you our two takes on the theme of the moment. First off, we would like to thank you guys so much for listening in and tuning in to the first four episodes. All the feedback and engagement we received has been incredible. We love you. I have heard that I am not pronouncing my name correctly at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd give you guys the full, like, Afola Oluwarin. Oh, all right. You know what I mean? All right, you want to... <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. how's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some serious shit. But, um... I mean, I've had people reach out to discuss topics further and give me their takes on things. So I really, really appreciated that. It means you're listening and you're actually connecting with the stuff that we're talking about. Um, just please keep sending us your ideas, your comments, your thoughts on whether Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can reach us. Um, we'll use them as inspiration for our next collection, which we're currently working on right now. So on this episode, we are talking about opinion and we break down what having an opinion looks like in today's society, this digital age in which we all live in. Yeah, man. So we discuss how we built our own information silos, how certain corporations have helped us facilitate that and the death of the gatekeeper in social discourse. We're pulling from an excellent piece um, in Forbes by Kalev Litaru. I hope I'm getting his name right. Yeah, I think you butchered it. Um, <laughs> and we have our guy Osagi back on this show, uh, episode as well. And as usual, he drops some gems. So please stay with us. Two takes, one pod. It is two takes on the pod. Wow. Okay, so what do we got for you guys today? Um, what is our premise for the conversation today? Opinion and the challenge of civil discourse in the internet age. That's quite a white mouthful. It is. In case you thought that we weren't like smart over here, you know? Wow. Wanted to give you like that. A few extra words. You know, a nice yeah. sentence. You know, the challenge and then like civil discourse, you know? Having civility in the conversations. You know, talking with sense. You know? That's a lot of grammar, bro. So it's really, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. We'll flex that degree, though. You know? Like, um, hanging on the wall. Shout out to the pops. Um, okay, so, I mean, Asai had put an interesting question in this. Doc, who cares about the truth when the lie is more interesting? Semicolon. Is the truth good enough? I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Now, just to be fair, like, this is something I've heard before, so it's not necessarily me, but it's, you know, for this conversation, mm. it's the fact of the matter, man. Like, mm. nobody gives a fuck about the truth no more. We want to talk about what is interesting. And it's always interesting when there's a little bit of exaggeration in the story. Yeah, a little sprinkle, a little, you know, <laughs> extra maggie. I mean... Jokes of a fax. <laughs> Word up. It's funny because like, I see that on Twitter all the time and I always like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like your facts are cool, boy. Yo, this shit is funny. It slaps. Yeah. You know? It slaps. <laughs> it slaps. <laughs> it <just> slaps. <laughs> just give it a casual like. Um, I think 
I mean, we're having a fairly serious conversation about having an opinion and the place of your opinion, you know, in the societal, like, conversational space, mm. right? So it's funny to laugh at, like, jokes of a facts, but, like, this comes from a place of, wow, we're really at a point in society where you could make something up, tweet it, and, like, in 10 minutes, like, that's all over the world, right? Mm, yeah. So the ability to lie and lie unchecked is at an unprecedented point, you know? Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit over the course of this episode. But we wanted to start with this. Like, what is your favorite unpopular opinion? Since we're talking about opinions. Uh, you want to get canceled. Do I want to get canceled? <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's, that's the challenge, right? Whenever you have an unpopular opinion, opinion. Oh, okay. everyone's going to be like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to cancel these guys or whatever. But, oh. man, let me think. It's a, it's a hard one because like a lot of these unpopular opinions Honestly, are actually like, just quite regular. Like the things that go to my mind, I'm just like, it's just like some dumb shit. Like, I'm just like, why the fuck is like, okay, now let me phrase this properly. <laughs> <laughs> why is it that men are involved in the conversation of abortion? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like, you know, let these women do what the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the opinion I have with that is that, like, yo, it's not our business. At all. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it only becomes my business with, you know, Nami. I she, am involved. She goes, splat, splat, splat. You know, um, that's the only way that, you know, it's only when, like, you know, I do that. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, I can show consent. But I have no decision-making power. Oh, you should not have any. Yeah. I yeah. have no decision-making power. It's not I should not. Mm-hmm. It's her body. Yeah. So, like, yo, they tells me, yo, sorry, yo. Walk at that. Um, I will accept that as an unpopular opinion if we say that amongst women, mm-hmm. that's probably a popular opinion mm-hmm. where they're like, right. yeah, I mean, men really shouldn't be involved in this conversation. But amongst men, that's probably an unpopular opinion. Is that unpopular? Yo, yeah. do you know how... You... I swear, amongst Nigerian men. Uh, my Nigerian <laughs> men are fucking blockheads. Like, <laughs> like, yo, Nigerian men celebrate toxic masculinity. They embr- bruv. Right. It's almost like you ain't toxic, like mm. get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. like what's wrong with you? Well I finished. <laughs> this is a this is another episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do you have any popular opinions? Uh or at least your favorite. Your one like the one that you think is like the funniest one. Uh I have to come up with mine too. Yeah, like uh, I guess the one that comes to mind really just as far as an unpopular opinion, is kind of like sharing something. Um, I feel like there is a place in the conversation for saying things that may come off insensitive, insensitive to whoever the affected party is, but is intellectually honest. Do you guys understand what I mean? Yeah. So if you're talking about something where you're probably ignorant about it, Right, mm-hmm. so you make certain assumptions. 
uh, or or not, but the way you frame it, which may not always be perfect, would tend to offend a certain group or party, you know, including ourselves. Mm. I think that there is a place to have that. At least you can share the opinion. You know what I mean? If yeah. you get the reaction, the negative reaction, I think that should be fine too. For all, like we need an opportunity to talk about it and have that conversation. I think the problem is where we we are not people are not allowed to do that, so they carry that and they hide it, right? So because in the environment we are now, people don't want to hear an unpopular opinion, you know. And if you've actually built your brand of saying popular opinions, it can basically come crashing. Yes. Based on just one, one popular thing. opinion that everybody decided that oh, so all this stuff you're saying is fake. I think it's important to be honest, as long as it's intellectually honest. Like some shit's gonna piss people off. Yeah. You know, ultimately. So what is my unpopular opinion? There's a space for unpopular opinions. <laughs> there should be a space <laughs> for they, that shit. No, no, no. There's a space and a time and a place for being a dick. Yeah. There's a room. There's a room where politically correct does not apply. Hmm. Okay. That's 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 the way I like to think of it. That's a, that's right. a good way to frame it. Yeah. Okay. What is my favorite unpopular opinion? Honestly, I was gonna go for something soft and light, but then you guys went in the deep direction. So like last two minutes, I've been like, yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> You just hit it with someone like picks on your topic too. So just like yeah. Oh thanks. Because like legit, I was going to talk about like. Well, what were you initially going to go with anyway? It probably has a deeper. No, no, it's about filmmaking and like one of my favorite filmmakers being like better than people think he is. <laughs> <laughs> it was really that like light. Like, like, <laughs> let's let's yeah let's 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 talk about that. Um, Fuck it, I'm just going to say it because I'm, I'm sure people are going to make me want to defend this. But M. Night Sha- uh, Shyamalan, I think is his last name. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Avatar wasn't that bad. Wait, what are you happy about Avatar? Bro, so there was a live action before, Avatar before film. Before we kick this nigga the, the last airbender. The last airbender, right? And I'm, I'm a big fan of the cartoon. Uh, uh, you see? Yeah. You see? This is why. Like, okay, okay. So you're a big fan of the cartoon. Yes. So there is context for you. Because a lot of people yeah. were just like, for me, I was like, okay, it's cool. They didn't really jump off. Mm-hmm. thing for me but I feel like if if to have that full perspective you have to have actually been following it so did he why, why would you say he did a good job no 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 I didn't <laughs> I didn't see say because you let me, let me be clear this <laughs> unpopular opinion should have stayed unpopular Yo, but let's keep let's, going yeah because you know how we say we like words <laughs> <laughs> let's be very clear my words were not that he did a good job <laughs> <laughs> my words <laughs> it was not that bad <laughs> okay it was not that bad then my own question was he good I think that yes he no. was not helped sounds like no. by some casting decisions a, a lot of casting decisions um, and I mean a lot of pieces come together to make a film mm-hmm. and while the director might be in charge of all of these things, mm-hmm. like, you know, there so is a casting so, director, you right. know, the actors are responsible for their own performances. There's the storytelling aspect that you work as a team with, you know? Um, so, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and try and defend... Defend it. <laughs> defend the film. But it wasn't that bad, and that is my unpopular opinion. Okay, so, um, unpopular opinions. 
And as you guys can see, some people will try and get you to defend your opinions, right? And sometimes you have a good defense. Sometimes you have no defense. Um, but, you know, it's not like you're defending fact, right? You're, de you're defending, like, a perspective. a perspective on a topic or an issue. One of the things we wanted to look at today was as technology develops or like where we are in technology today, um, lies, untruths, opinions, facts, all of those things are way more widely spread, right? Um, and there's an impact on society when the underlying things um, are not true. Like when there are untruths like that are very popular. How does that impact us? Um, yeah, so I mean, just, just on that, like, so we were just talking about our different popular opinions, right? So obviously you had a basis for what you were mm -hmm. kind of going with the um, last airbender thing. I feel like some people are kind of, depending on how they grew up or the lack of information, they have these very unpopular opinions and then they basically run with it. The thing is, it's so easy to find a community on the internet to just buy into that stuff that is equally as ignorant as you. Yes. Mm. <laughs> you understand what That's I'm saying? Confirmation bias. Like, yep. Yep. There's space yeah. for everybody. Mm. Yeah. And if you are committed, you will find that your group that is going to reinforce your wrong judgment. And I feel like that is, I guess I'm focusing on the negative, but that's one of the negative impacts of having this, like, this technology and not having a real control on Over, it. Yeah. Okay. Know? I mean, I want us to backpedal, like, two steps because I feel like you're touching on the, point, the points that we were going to get to, which is, one, there's a space for everything and there's always going to be a community that you can find that will connect to whatever Ideas. idea that you have, whether it's based in reality or not, right? And we have this tech that, has allowed those spaces to exist. Mm -hmm. What's behind that? There's these, there are companies, mm -hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Google, Microsoft, all of the companies that create technology that we actively participate in. Um, and what they have done is they have created a space or a community that has no gatekeepers for fact anymore, essentially. You can, um, you know, write a tweet about how vaccines help create or help contribute to autism mm -hmm. that isn't based on any fact and like that's going to be a thing that's out there unchecked so right? going to stop open already right and if somebody is looking is worried about vaccinating their kid and they're looking for some evidence they're going to find your tweet you know if you're committed enough like you said right um i kind of want to tie this to the article that we were like reading and talking about and we'll plug in the show notes um by kalev letaru um he wrote this article for forbes basically talking about the death of the gatekeeper and like how that has affected how we have conversations um basically he says silicon valley's great big experiment to like create where a space where everybody has a voice has essentially fucked us right because unless your voice is credible like unless you have a like you're a medical doctor for example like you shouldn't really be talking about what causes autism or not do you know what i think mm -hmm. i think that People aren't concerned. Okay, 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 okay. Consumers, right? They aren't necessarily concerned with the quality of information that they're taking in. Consumers are, are searching for content that they are willing to engage with. The new set of the companies, they are the guys that are just literally their own business now is to keep niggas engaged. Mm. Okay, how do we 
get those advertising dollars? How do we get those clicks? How do we keep this nigga on this app? So like, between keeping niggas engaged, that low quality information, lies, false, low risk, between corporations keeping you engaged and that, like, that keeps you engaged. That keeps you scrolling. Mm-hmm. That keeps you on the fucking app. Keeps you, like, you get what I'm saying? So, like, I don't even think that anybody is chasing a solution. I think everybody is just chilling, making money. I don't know. I feel like it's gotten to a point where um, we are trying to hold them accountable. Because there have been real life like consequences for that, like the effects of that space, right? Like, I mean, in the last few years alone, think about the election in the US, um, the election in the UK, um, stuff going on in Southeast Asian countries, in Bangladesh, like with Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And like false, Nigeria, right? With yeah. false information being spread wild and then like violence coming out of that, right? There's been a lot of conversation. Um, by global leaders, by people, like, yo, we need to keep these companies accountable for this, right? Um, And, like, again, what he talks about in that piece is, like, in a a world where you've replaced, like, people who are supposed to uh, measure the quality of information you're receiving with just, like, this one giant big bowl where information goes in, like, in that space... Like, who is supposed to be the gatekeeper? Yeah. Right? And what has happened is the companies themselves are. So, if we're talking about Twitter banning neo-Nazis, right? Like, it's not that there's, um, like, a person or anything. Like, Twitter is creating an algorithm to search out these words and to say, like, this is unacceptable. We're going to take this off our space. So, now we're, like, outsourcing that to a company whose interest is their bottom line, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do we know, like, that is an effective way to keep our discourse civil? Like, we really don't. You know, like, it's 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 still up in the air. It's still a conversation that, like, we're, we're kind of, like, trying to have, right? Yeah, that's such a great point, right? Because they built this technology, right, these systems, without ever considering that. It was actually the antithesis of gatekeepers. Yes, right? it was. So, <laughs> so they've become, like, the... Uh, the replacement gatekeepers that they didn't want to be, right? And they've been trying, like, why it's been so hard is because they're trying not to acknowledge that. They're like, no, everybody, we don't want to ban free speech. Everybody had deserves free speech, which is good for the most part. Mm-hmm. But when you're spreading false inf- information and it's being weaponized, like, that's a that's real a problem. you got to be responsible. That's a yeah. real problem. And, and that's what it's, it's hard to get to. You understand? Like, people have been gaming the system to, like, you know, get their hits on your blogs, your songs. Like, you've seen how people find different ways to kind of build a following and a- engagement, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're weaponizing it and it's destroying people's societies. People are killing each other based on the false information that we know when we post it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, people are going to have a wild reaction, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like for example, we were talking about, like... Uh, one of the elections where they said this was a Nigerian election where they put Buhari Sharia law this and that was the message mm. they put out because they know people are going to say ah he's coming back and now we're worried about this we're worried about that like that 
that ability to do that, and now that we know that it works, it's not going to stop. It's going to continue. And as they're trying to fix it, it's going to keep evolving. So the big concern here for me is how they prioritize it over the next couple of years and how like the like how our society responds right so are we now looking are we going to be checking ourselves like individually just to protect ourselves and our information base or do we really need to depend on like these gatekeepers or some sort of or other sort of gatekeepers like a third party mm. to make sure that like we are protected because if not like this has the power to really Cause like <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's gonna be small pockets. It's not gonna be like the whole world in general. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be little hot pockets, and then that's gonna drive. It, I don't wanna sound a a revolution. Little, like <laughs> I feel like a global fucking <laughs> <laughs> collapse. Fucking like you know. But like you you, you mentioned information silos, mm-hmm. and I think if you're talking about solutions, mm-hmm. getting people out of their information silo. I have no clue how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be an intentional person-by-person thing. Right. Think about it, right? right? On my Twitter feed, I control who I follow. On my Facebook, I control who my friends are. I can send you a friend request, and if I see that you're spreading stuff that I disagree with, it might not. It might be true, but it's just stuff I disagree with, I can just as easily okay. remove you from my like right. from my space, right? So, like, on a person-to-person basis, like it's impossible to be able to control what information people allow into their lives which is Mm -hmm. why it's a tough conversation because you have to look at these companies and go well if someone is actively posting stuff that is false that you know that will endanger someone else's life right who what responsibility does that company have to say this is unacceptable we got to take it down and like what manpower too yeah you know what i mean so like there's there's, there's, like many depths to like to that particular conversation and the thing is they're having people who do this now like um like you know 10 hour days like in the middle like you know what I mean it's almost like a call center mm. where they're basically going through each and every post how are you going to go through every single post on Facebook oh, on, on a daily basis that's, and that's how's that affecting your mental health mm. <laughs> you understand because that's the stuff that's flagged you that, understand what I mean that's the the worst case scenario so there, there's a real challenge yeah there's a real challenge in checking that I think what's key is identifying it and forcing the people who are posting false information to either identify that this is not rooted in fact mm. or, or punishing them for it like with the engagement they are yeah, following yeah. all that kind of stuff there has to be an embedded incentive there and just another thing on that too I think also affecting the conversation I think there has to be an intentional um I guess, approach from these social media companies to force people to engage a little bit more in depth, right? So, um, Kalev, like, talks about this part where it says, um, and Facebook and Twitter should version up the crude levers of user interaction that have created a parch, flattening, and even infantilizing discourse. For example, why not have, in addition to, like, a Voltaire, and I was like, okay, a button to indicate the respect for a point while disagreeing with it, right? Which is an interesting concept because there's like, okay, I mean, I see where mm. you're going for, but like, I, I kind of still disagree. Where people have that opportunity because like, okay, now they know that you don't hate it and you're not saying you like it, but there's an opportunity for it's like a conversation. I see what you're doing. You don't necessarily fuck with it, but I like what it represents, though. Mm. Exactly. 
that's that's a nuance, right? Yes. Versus like like dislike, right? Yeah, retweet don't retweet. Like, I interesting. Right. Because, I, I quite like that because yeah. all of that is based on them knowing to how to structure the algorithms to push what they want to mm. you. Mm. Not necessarily focusing on saying, hey, how do we have a healthy conversation? How do we, we when we, whenever a hot topic or a polarizing topic happens, how do we help? Detoxify, detoxify, mm-hmm. or frame it, or for, give people an opportunity to ha- like have a healthy dialogue mm-hmm. versus a negative dialogue. Like, no, I'm already on this side. No, you're on this side. You're stupid. No, I'm on this side. You're on this side. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, have you ever gone those, down those threads when something happens and you go down a thread on a Twitter and you're like, I'm losing brain cells yeah. looking at mm-hmm. this thing. Like, I even agree with your point, but I'm just frustrated now. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. And then somebody just says something else and he's like, yo, did you even read? Like, <laughs> yo, they read the first three words and then, and then spark like, like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, fuck yeah, all caps, yeah. nigga, all caps. <laughs> and, then, and then the other person says, in my third line, I say this. Mm. And then you just see no reply after that. They've already sparked. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I value my mental health way too much <laughs> to read to those things. Yeah, no, I, I did that like once or twice. I was like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. not healthy. I mean, this is kind of like to the side, but I guess it, it's less opinion and more like the responsibility of these companies to be to make our social media engagement healthier. Like yes. what Instagram is doing with likes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where like they're removing what you like the total number of likes or something. Right. So people are engaging with that post based on you know how do you feel like the his. post mm-hmm. versus, versus like oh, oh only 50 people have liked this then it's, yeah. it doesn't seem worth my time right, right? so it's mm-hmm. like um is that really your opinion i, I guess i connected it to opinion look at me yeah. um is that really your opinion or is that an opinion that has been served to you right, right? and you're just taking it and running with it because mm-hmm. like there's a community that you engage with right right um which is like the community of 50 people that have liked this or, right. or not right like, I, I think those numbers were also a sign of virtual signaling mm. right where it's like i want to be associated with this so I'm gonna like it right so if somebody somebody that follows me sees this post that looks dope blah, 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 you're gonna see that I like it you know this is a good look for me mm. versus I mean I like this and I don't really like this but I you know and it doesn't matter how many people have liked it I just don't <laughs> exactly right which is when you're talking about opinions or perspectives like that's what it should be right especially when you're engaging with others right so right. that's key so that's basically um, encouraging an individual approach to, like, I guess, what you're consuming mm. versus because of the number of retweets or likes or whatever it is, that you kind not, of already... That will not, that will not be a factor. In your framing yeah. of yeah. how you kind of position whatever, uh, you know, piece of information. I mean, this also kind of like... We, we started this off talking about unpopular opinions. And kind of when we we're preparing for the show, we had talked about a lot of unpopular opinions are actually just popular right. it's like what, what, yeah what determines like an unpopular opinion and again this is not a hill i'm going to die on however if we're <laughs> talking about <laughs> if we're talking about <laughs> there's ice on flow <laughs> if we're talking about avatar right as a film did you not like the film or did you hear that people didn't like the film and then you don't right. like the film mm. you see what i mean right it's like where you at? Right. Was it entertaining when you watched it? I was right. entertained, honestly. Yeah. I was entertained. They've got they've got yes, airpen <laughs> on screen. So like what, what we're really talking about here, right, is, is 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 it your opinion and does it matter whether it's popular or not? And are you going to express it? Right? Or are we creating spaces that allow you to express your opinion regardless of whether it's popular or not? Mm-hmm. And are you facing doxing threats consequences online in your engagement 
if your opinion is deemed unpopular. Because that shouldn't be the case unless your opinion is, you know, violent or threatens another person's safety. Right. That's how I like personally right. feel. Right? And so honestly, like, it should then then they should take a step to to stop you on the platform. Right? That's absolutely right. Because yeah. if you think about that, like these sixteen year olds that when uh, the whole fight for your uh, lives march for your lives mm-hmm. thing, right? Where they were they literally had a school shooting and this was their response to basically talk about it and push that agenda. Mm-hmm. And you see grown people grown men because they're posting something, going on their page and insulting and threatening them. Crazy. And you're thinking to yourself, like, where where did you get lost? That you didn't realize you're attacking a 16-year-old for feeling away because they're taking away your guns. The gun that is in your... The, the 17 guns in your garage is not enough. It's not, you, you're yeah. still vexing for a 16-year-old because they say, hey, uh, can you put a relax on this because I don't want my friends to get killed again. Mm-hmm. We need these companies to host healthy expression. If, like what you just said just now, like, those people that are just, like, insulting guys, bro, they did not go on the internet for a conversation. They went to express. Mm. And their expression just happens to be through those violence. It's just violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just went to express. Bro, motherfucking all caps, bitch. <laughs> Finish. That's all. Mm. Yo, they're feeling away, that's their response. Do you get what I'm saying? So we like it would be best if like it, it's the, the the social media space would be more friendly to like healthy expression. Yeah. Like it you know what's crazy? Like I wonder how much responsibility we're putting on like the companies. six companies that really just want to make money. And the reason why I I, I phrase it in that way is like you said, you said earlier, they've become gatekeepers in a way that they had no intention of being on the, right. at the onset, right? right? Because humans are insane. And whenever you give us the space to be, we will go apeshit. Right. And then that makes yeah. them liable. Which, that makes they, them really kind of, which they really don't want to be, right? So it's only in the, in the recent, like last two years that these companies are actually taking some kind of responsibility on like tr- trying to guide this stuff. Understanding right? that, yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, earlier they were insisting that, no, we're just aggregators. Like, we just, we're just giving you a platform for you guys to come. Like, whatever you guys say to oh, each other is on you. <laughs> even, they took that position for as long as they feasibly could, right? And then things began to happen in the world that it's like, no, 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 no. We're like, we need to take a step back and go, somebody's held responsible. But like, for to the point you just made about like, needing an avenue for honest expression. Not, what was it? Honest expression, but like um, healthy expression, right? right? I think it's a larger society conversation because if you have somebody who's angry enough to want to hop online and attack another person, in my mind, there's nothing like a social media development company, development, a social media company can do to like stop that. To stop, to, stop, to, stop, to stop that person from being angry. We need conversations where it's like, yo, if you're an angry person, like we need to create a space for you where you can get your ass to therapy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, or we can teach you healthy, like means to express that doesn't involve hopping on like online, right? Which it's like, okay, is that the social media company or is that like your, your family <laughs> like, or your friends? <laughs> like, that, that, that's, that's such a great point, right? But, but the thing is, I think they, they do have bear a 
healthy share of the responsibility especially now like the reason why facebook and all these guys are taking action is because it's now going to start affecting their stock price it's going to start affecting the people who are deciding to use their platform versus not use their platform yeah. so if you're if you're talking about somebody that's angry let's use that example someone that's angry that's coming in to facebook or twitter there should be certain things there that kind of not necessarily stop them from actually getting their point across because they're not just hard to control but discourage them from doing that or forces them to address that angry comment mm -hmm. so for example if i come in here and i say make some angry comments and there are some sort of societal or structural consequences for that on the platform i think that helps discourage it in the future yeah. do you understand what i'm yeah, saying what does that look like because like so let me mm -hmm. tell you what just came in my head like imagine i go online right now like fuck my life yo shit is fucked up man fuck this blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and i get a response from at twitter Hey, bro. <laughs> you good? <laughs> Everything good? Yes. Here's a complimentary $5 card, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Send us a picture of you having another... Bro, mm. that has changed my energy. Right. Yeah. Because it almost makes me feel like, whoa, somebody yeah. gives a fuck. Because deep down, everybody just wants to be you seen. Don't, yo, you just want to be seen. Right. You just want to be seen. Right. Even if it's like, you know, that's such a great point. Even if it's like messages of... Um, yeah. Uh, or like an article. Yeah, a message of affirmation or article that kind of helps you like, oh, read this mm. and, you know, this will help your day or something mm. like that. And the thing is, we're getting to the point where the, our AI and, yeah. like, and the amount Yo, of bro, data... Because human beings can't can, be doing this work. The bots, yeah, human beings can't be doing their work. The bots can be able to at least adjust or at least anticipate, okay, this is it, or there have been three posts like this in the past two days. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta check on this guy. <laughs> we gotta do something, yeah. and then the person gotta start seeing promo ads for, like, Calm. Mm. <laughs> like, the Calm app. Headspace. Headspace. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, at least you're kind of starting to understand, mm. okay, like, we're helping guide this person in a positive direction, and even if it's not drastic, even if it's not a consequence, like a punishment, mm. it is something that's helping guide that person in, in the right from, direction. Yeah, interesting. I mean, we've like we've covered all of this um, anyway, but the human impact was something that like we underlined as key to discuss when we're talking about you know opinion and the ability to like to say what you want on the internet with like zero mm. consequences. Mm -hmm. um, how does this affect us? Is and you, if I answer the question, you have a point. Go. I was going to ask you something. Shoot. So like, I was thinking about this conversation just now that we're having right now, mm -hmm. and we're like, yo, these companies need to like protect us. They need to protect us. Now coming from Lagos, Nigeria, where every man is their own government, right? <laughs> <laughs> to what extent do we hold ourselves accountable with regards to managing our expression? With regards to, like, like, you see, like, that person that, like, just went to the internet that was, like, mad at kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my thing right now, like, where I'm at in my own life, I always speak for myself. Proceed from a place with love or shut the fuck up. Like, everything else is toxic. Mm. I think that ties into the larger conversation around so uh, yeah my question was so like how are we holding ourselves accountable yeah. and I think that ties into the larger question around like what we feel um, or what we're doing 
to engage with our emotions as a society and as people. Mm. I think I, it, it's, it's just the spaces we're creating for expression. Basically, you know how we talked about earlier as in who's responsible, the company or your family for like, hey, how are you doing today? I saw like on Twitter the other day, like, um, one of these activists that uh, teaches in jail, mm. um, you know, once a month or whatever. And he was talking about the questions or the things he hears most frequently from people who've committed violent crimes. Um, is that in their childhood, no one ever asked them like, hey, how are you feeling today? Right? Um, and like their childhood was typically um, very traumatic. They had experienced um, or, or watched oh, violent acts. I mean, um, being exactly. Yeah. And you, you're talking about like Lagos, Nigeria, where madness is everywhere. Right, and, like, and so who is asking people just like on the real Omar Heidi? And I think if you're if you if we're doing that more and we're creating spaces in our lives where people can share and be open and be accepted regardless of what that sharing and openness looks like, which of course is the second hand, right? Mm-hmm. If we create more of those spaces, I feel like there's less of the online stuff yeah. that we see, yeah. right? Because I mean, you can hide behind the keyboard all day, right? But if you feel that the person at the end of this is a human too, right? Like, and experiences the same things you do because you have practice in openness and practice in sharing and those spaces exist in your life, maybe you're less likely to do that. Yeah. I feel like that's the answer to that. I think the summary of everything we've been saying, at least how I'm feeling now, is technology is a tool and it'll always bring the best and or the worst out of us, right? But the key thing there is us. And the more we try to fix ourselves, the the better and the safer these spaces will look like. I mean, that's a very simple, overly simplistic, if you will, way to put it, right? But by fix ourselves, you know, this is what we mentioned earlier about creating spaces mm-hmm. um, or, you know, having active dialogue about, like, what is acceptable in terms of, like, communicating falsehoods or, like, doing research, reinstituting our gatekeepers, those are all human things, right. right? And then the more we focus on those issues, the the better our technological spaces like will become. That's kind of like my um, my thoughts on that. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, does anybody have anything else they would like to contribute, like to say, like to speak on? Um, we've covered quite a bit. Uh, I, w- I want to make sure that like the articles, or we're going to make sure that the articles that we've talked about today are in the uh, show notes. Yeah. Actually, on the human impact, like um, we talked about Cambridge Analytica a little bit. We talked about um, PSYOPs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they had a real... Oh, you mentioned Buhari and stuff. So they had a real like effect, or at least attempted effect, on right. the Nigerian election, right? right? And like if you want to check out what that looks like in your life if you're Nigerian. Um, we're going to post that article in the show notes as well because like, yeah. there was a real yeah. campaign. One of right. the scarier had quotes. a video yeah. too like was really effective where they basically showed all those things mm-hmm. and it's just like a minute and 39 seconds and that, and that stuff drove a serious reaction. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh no, like if you're going to read that article one of the, the quotes from it that really stood out to me was one of the employees was yeah, it's like yeah, there was a uh, we were employed by a billionaire who was panicking at the idea of a change of government and who wants to spend big to make sure that that doesn't happen. 
So he employed the company to create social media traction right, and, right. and social media like posts yeah, and comments yeah, uh, to sway an yeah. election. One man who had money. Yeah, so well, that kind of power, <laughs> if we talk about human impact, is yeah. nuts. It's like, so funny because yeah, it was an all guy. So one he, he, <laughs> money <laughs> stops nonsense. Or it starts in this game. That's the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and it got your minds going a little bit. So my take from today is that as we navigate the information age where we engage with vast amounts of information, we have a shared responsibility these days to actually assess the quality and authenticity of the information that we're taking in because we're ultimately going to be putting it out. It's not just important to do that for ourselves, but it's also important to do that for our immediate community. We can't totally depend on large corporations beholden to their shareholders and profits to take their time out to protect us. Not gonna happen. Not at all, we certainly can't. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed that conversation as well. Um, My takeaway from that episode, I left there feeling like we all need to take personal responsibility when it comes to expression and the kind of spaces that we allow for it. Um, I'm learning to be more intentional about creating spaces that allow for people to um, express their opinion and have dialogue that's honest, sometimes disagreeable, like we will disagree with each other, um, but it's always civil and it always allows people to to feel safe. Um, You know, I feel like the ultimate lesson was kind of what we uh, talked about at the end, right? Just always leading with love. Because right. when you're compassionate and when you have love as your first step, then, you know, you end up always being civil and you end up always, you know, communicating in a way um, with people that, that works for them. Yeah, it encourages empathy. For sure. So if you like what you heard today, um, please leave a comment on all our social media platforms, particularly Instagram, all Facebook, Twitter, all of them. <laughs> all right. And then go on Apple or wherever you listen to the podcast and leave a review or a comment. It helps them find, helps people find us. Five stars. It does. Five this stars. podcast was brought to you by Yawa Magazine. You can like Yawa on Yawa Magazine at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This podcast is produced by myself, Falarin, and Osai. Our music is by Boye. You can find him at 1705 MUZIK 1705 Music on Facebook. We know you love the song. Yeah, it's got new shit dropping too. Yes, he does. This is Two Takes on the Pod. Thank you for listening. Peace. You know that you looked at me and you said the deepest thing the other day. What was it? If you're always moving from a place of love, you deserve to think that good things are for you. Yes. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. No. Bars. I believe it's in my heart.